0: Well, good morning. We're glad you guys can join us online. Even though we can't be here in the building together, we can, uh, we can still worship together. So I just want to give you a few announcements about what's happening with church, because uh, we're still the church, even though we're not in this building. Um, so a few announcements. One is just a big thank you to everyone who was able to drop things off for the holidays gifts Um, We delivered those this week, and those will be going uh, to the the recipients uh, this next week. So a huge thank you for that. Uh, We are still collecting warm clothing uh, for the needy, and you can drop that off here at the church, or if you'd like it to be picked up, uh, you can call Sherry Vath or Marilee York. And their numbers are in the the bulletin that was sent out, uh, the email this week. If you're not getting those emails or the Advent readings that we're now sending out, and you'd like to be, please contact Christine in the office, and she can get you on that list. Um, one, well, a few other announcements, but one exciting announcement we have uh, is that Brock and Kirstie Bergen had their baby. Um, and this is where you'd all be clapping and hearing each other clap. Big congrats to Faith and Gary as well. I'm really not sure why we're announcing this. They're, like, they're leaving. We're shutting them now, right? It's weird when no one's here to laugh at that. Because <laughs> that was a joke. We're not shutting them. We love them. Um, and we're excited for them. Uh, Solvi Francis... Beverly Bergen was born earlier this week, eight pounds, six ounces, everyone's healthy. And so just a big congratulations and a big praise to God for, for that health. Uh, also, I wanted to let you guys know um, that we sent out a schedule of events that we're planning on doing this Advent. We, we had the uh, Advent walk earlier this last week. Um, there was a, a drive-through nativity that was planned for the, the 20th. And out of an abundance of caution, we are we're calling that off. Um, unless we see things change with what what the province is recommending uh, because they're calling off all holiday gatherings or events and that's a holiday event. So we're gonna call that off just so that we can uh, show our town and people around us that we are taking precautions seriously. We wanna make sure we're we're doing right there. Uh, But we will still have a virtual pageant on the 23rd, uh, which you'll see some more videos of that. And we'll have a Christmas Eve service on the 24th because that's Christmas Eve duh. But you'll also see a little video about that here in a little bit. Um, Am I not supposed to say duh in the announcements? (laughs) It feels really loose when none of you are here. (laughs) Uh, One one last word is we are still, you may have noticed last week, still having a few audio difficulties that we haven't gotten to the root of. Uh, We were testing around this morning and the same kind of blip came up. We restarted everything and it's it's fine. It's gone, uh, which is what we've learn to do but it just may creep up again and so if that happens during the service uh, you start hearing some of us talk with a Darth Vader or alien voice uh, we'll catch that we'll, we'll cancel the feed and just need to wait about a minute minute and a half for us to restart everything get it up be patient it'll come and then we'll we'll wait before we launch back into everything make sure some people can get back on the new stream uh, but yeah be patient with us bear with us and we'll we'll hopefully get all this sorted soon uh, let's let's begin worship with uh, Psalm 119 and some prayer. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of Yahweh. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong; they walk in his ways. They have laid down precepts that are you have laid down precepts that are be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees, then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Father God, we come to you this morning, uh, wanting to obey you, wanting to follow you, wanting to lift you up and praise you. To praise you with an upright heart, as the psalmist says, And, and God, we so often fall into the trap of, of thinking that we have to follow these laws and these rules to please you. God, help us on this, this, Advent, this Advent Sunday of peace to see that these, these commands, how they, they are you leading us, guiding us into peace. That this is the good life that you call us to, and that your yoke is easy, your burden is light. You call us to follow you, to learn the rhythms of your grace. So God, help us to do that this morning. Help us as we sing songs, worshiping you, lifting you on high. God, to feel and know your peace. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
1: All who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain, dip your heart in the stream of love, let the pain and the sorrow be washed away. Thou long expected Jesus born to say Micah, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord." In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. is free and bound Above
0: Thank you, guys, for bearing with us. Let's, let's pray together. Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding... We'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God of shalom, perfect peace, unity, wholeness, harmony. We come to you, our hearts and minds beset on all sides by anxieties. And so we come to follow Paul's instructions, trusting you to meet us in our obedience. We confess that many of us are anxious about the pandemic affecting our world. We ask that you bring healing. We ask for safe and effective vaccines and therapeutics to be distributed efficiently and to the most vulnerable first. We're thankful for our health. We're thankful for the unexpected blessings of this year. And we're thankful for the sacrifices of those on the front lines. We're thankful for our teachers, guard our hearts and our minds. God, we confess that many of us have been anxious about the political climate in our world. We ask that you would bring unity. We ask for a healing of divisions and an ability to listen to one another. Give us eyes to see the humanity and those who disagree with us. Help us to work together towards goals we can all agree on. Respecting human dignity and life. Caring for God's creation. Protecting the vulnerable. Eradicating systems of oppression working for justice. We're thankful that you are on the throne. We're thankful that you are unsurprised and unafraid. Guard our hearts and our minds. God, we confess that many of us have our own anxieties and issues that we don't share with others. We ask that you would give us your eyes. Help us to love our bodies as you do. Help us to love our families as you do. Help us to love the strangers on our computer screens as you do. God, we are thankful that you have loved us through our struggles and failings. We are thankful that you are standing by like a loving parent, ready to help us get up and walk again. Help us to believe that. God, our hearts and our minds. There are many in our community who are sick. We ask for healing for Sharon Morgan as she continues to battle cancer. We pray for continued recovery for her sister who just came through a battle with cancer. we ask for recovery for Irma, Irma Lange as she spent time in the hospital this past week. We ask for relief for Bill Kelder. May the radiation treatment shrink the tumor that is causing so much pain. We pray for healing for Bill. We lift up Lisa Friesen's mother, Joyce, as she struggles with cancer as well. Give her healing. We pray for Linda Pilgrim, that doctors would be able to determine what happened to her ear this week, if the damage would not be permanent. We're thankful that medication is keeping the vertigo and nausea at bay. Now we pray for those in hospitals and in assisted living. And we're thankful that we can bring all of these people before you. And we ask that you would guard all of our hearts and our minds. We're thankful that we can bring our brokenness, our failings, our hurts, and our pride before you that you ask us to do that. And we wait for your shalom, your peace, to make all things new. It's in the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, that we pray. Amen. Well, this morning we have a couple videos uh, just to kind of help promo and explain some of the things that we have coming up. Um, As I mentioned, we've got The Christmas Eve service that Phoebe's working on this video for, and so it's going to show you uh, how you can be a part because we want this candle lighting thing. And I tried to show you last week, but I guess it wasn't good enough because Phoebe went and made a video. I'm messing with you, Phoebe. Um, So she's going to kind of help you walk through exactly how to do that. I know some of you tried this week and sent me some, so watch watch Phoebe's take here. Um, And also, we got a video uh, I showed you last week, Connor who did some great acting. But I want you to know it takes a lot of work and and you're going to see some of his bloopers this week. So you guys enjoy that before the the sermon.
2: How about now? Hear me now? Hear me now? That's good. Hey. Okay, Jake and I are going to play juggle with the mics today. Um, It's our second week of Advent. Uh, Last week, we lit the candle of hope. This week, we're going to light the candle of peace. Remember last week we talked about the fact that um, ho- honesty makes way for hope, that we have to look at our situation the way it really is. And this week, as we light the candle of peace, it's important to remember that uh, when we think about peace, we all have our own picture in our mind of what peace looks like. Um, but the reality is, sometimes the way God brings peace is very different than the way we expect it to come, and that's what we're going to see in our text today. We're we're walking through Advent, preparing our hearts uh, to celebrate the coming of Jesus. Uh, we're remembering the way that the Jews waited for the Messiah, and, uh, and, and we're looking at the book of Jeremiah. Now, when I read the text today, you're going to think, Jeff, why do you pick these texts at Christmas time, but I hope you'll understand the importance of identifying with this Jewish longing for a Messiah to come, because that's where we live today. We're waiting for the coming of the Messiah, and we start by honestly describing the situation, realizing the situation as it is, that makes way for our hope, and then we open our hearts to receive peace in the way that God wants to give it. So we're looking at Jeremiah chapter 14 today, verses 1 to 22. Uh, the southern kingdom of Judah is still standing. Uh, they've not been defeated and gone into exile yet, but they're struggling. Uh, God's beginning to kind of withdraw his protective hand and let the natural consequences of their actions play out. And the specific context around this chapter is there's a huge drought in, in Judah, in the southern kingdom. There's no water to be found anywhere. The crops are failing. People are struggling. And verse chapter 14 is this conversation between Jeremiah and God when, when he's talking about the situation as they find it. So we'll read the 22 verses there in chapter 14. This is the word of the Lord to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns. Her cities languish. They wail for the land, and a cry goes up from Jerusalem. The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns, but they find no water. They return with their jars unfilled. Dismayed and despairing, they cover their heads. The ground is cracked because there's no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed. They cover their heads. Even the doe in the field deserts her newborn fawn because there is no grass." Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights and pant like jackals. Their eyesight fails for lack of pasture. Although our sins testify against us, O Lord, do something for the sake of your name. For our backsliding is great. We have sinned against you. O hope of Israel, its Savior in times of distress, why are you like a stranger in the land, like a traveler who stays only a night? Why are you like a man taken by surprise, like a warrior powerless to save? You are among us, O Lord, and we bear your name. Do not forsake us. This is what the Lord says about this people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet, so the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. And then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry Although they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine, and plague. But I said, O sovereign Lord, the prophets keep telling them, you will not see sword or suffer famine. Indeed, I I will give you lasting peace in this place. And then the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I've not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They're prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the decision, the delusions of their own minds. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying no sword or famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by sword and famine. And the people they are prophesying to will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and sword. There will be no one to bury them or their wives, their sons or their daughters. I will pour out on them the calamity they deserve. Speak this word to them. Let my eyes overflow with tears night and day without ceasing, for my virgin daughter, my people, has suffered a grievous wound, a crushing blow. If I go into the country, I see those slain by the sword. If I go into the city, I see the ravages of famine. Both prophet and priest have gone to a land they know not. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. O Lord, we acknowledge our wickedness and the guilt of our fathers. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, O Lord, our God. Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. I told you, not much of a Christmas text. A text where we see people in anguish. And just like last week, we're going to look honestly at what is going on because that's where we have to start. While peace, as they define it, is elusive to them, we're going to look at their situation and see what God is drawing them through and pointing them toward. There's a lot to take away from this because at this particular cultural moment that we live in, we, like Jeremiah, have front row seats for a crisis. Jeremiah watches as this southern kingdom of Judah breathes its last gasp. And it's hard to watch because he loves his people and his country, and he's suffering right along with them. And God's called him to speak into these last stages of their history in Jerusalem. And that's, there's a reason they call him a weeping prophet. He's standing on the side of this crisis and speaking into it. And in the same way, we're, we're looking at a crisis in our world too, the pandemic, the political uproar and, and turmoil, all of that. We're sitting, we've got front row seats for this crisis. And what we see Jeremiah doing in these first six verses are describing the devastation. In verse one, it says, this is the word of the Lord concerning what's happening. There's this cry of mourning, the people wail. Even the rich in verse three are suffering. They send their servants for water and their their servants can't find any water. In verse 4, there's no way to grow anything. The earth is cracked, it's dry. The suffering goes beyond humanity even to the livestock. In verse 5 and 6, the normally protective doe was forced to abandon her newborn fawn because there just wasn't enough grass. These wild donkeys on the, on the barren heights are, are panting for water like jackals. They're usually good eyesight with which they would look down from the mountain and see for, look for green pasture. They couldn't find any. It's a period of intense suffering and a sign of what's to come. And Jeremiah sees this devastation in these first six verses. And in verses seven and nine, he's crying out for help to God. There's some acknowledgement of the sin of the people. It's, it's what we saw last week, this being honest about the darkness that we're actually in. But then he says to God, he has this honest complaint. Who are you? Are you like a stranger? Are you like somebody just passing through? I think of hope, you know? People drive through, they stop, they get their gas, and they carry on. Are you one of those people, God, who just pops in to get what you need and then you're gone? Or maybe it surprised you, God. Maybe you're someone taking, you didn't even see this coming and you're shocked. Or, or you're a warrior who can't even do anything about it. It's this honest cry from Jeremiah. And we're going to Restart.
1: Left your majesty to embrace humanity at Oz and Oz.
0: take communion together now. So if you haven't haven't prepared anything to take the sacraments, you can go grab some bread, some crackers, a a cup of juice or wine, and we'll take communion together. I just want to say a quick word about communion as we're doing this online, and that might feel strange for some people. Um, You know, we talk about coming to this table together, and it might feel strange that we're not actually coming to a physical table together. Um, But actually, I think that's Part of what's so beautiful about this uh communion is just this word meaning common union this union that we have with god and therefore that we have with one another and so as as i'm right here and i take the bread and the cup and as you in front of your computer screen or in your living room your tv or watching your iphone you take the bread and the cup we gather together around this table in the presence of god and one another And so I think that's a really cool thing that's happening this morning. So I just want to encourage you to be a part of this. We come to this table looking for peace, broken, ashamed, alone. And here we find one who is broken, that we might be whole. One who scorned the shame of the cross, that we might be restored. and One who was forsaken, so that we might be found. It's here we find shalom. This is the body of Christ, broken that you might be whole. Take and eat. This is the blood of Christ, poured out that you might be filled with God's peace. Take and drink. Now the thing about peace is that it works both ways. God has given us his peace, but now that we're filled with it, we're to go and share it with others. I think of that, that old song, I've got peace like a river in my soul, where rivers flow. And so as we go out this week, wherever we go, uh, even as we're isolating and quarantining, what, what can it look like to have peace flowing out of you to extend to others' lives as we all wait Christ coming? Let's worship.
1: These are the days of a life. One
2: of the the key aspects of Advent is this sense of waiting. And when it comes to peace, we are waiting. We're waiting for him to come and for peace to be restored and everything to be fully peace the way we would expect it to be. But until then, he says, I am your peace. You know, if you you go into my office up there after the restrictions are lifted, you're welcome to come in and walk into my office. You're going to see some drawings on my corkboard and on my wall that that aren't very attractive drawings or cards that have been made and they're made by my kids at for for birthdays they're a long time ago a long time ago they're getting better my kids are getting better at doing this but some of the ones when they're little you would not keep them around as works of art right and and I think the thing that's important to me about those Poorly drawn pictures from when my kids were little is not the beauty of the picture. It's the fact that they love me enough to give it to me. It's the relationship, and I think sometimes when when we look at the peace around us and it doesn't look like we think it should, and He comes to us and He says, "I will be your peace." It's that relationship that's got to hold us there until the day He comes in His fullness, and it also that kind of relationship gives us the strength to be peace. As Jake said, peace like a river everywhere we go that flows in and through us to the world around us. A peace that trusts in the God whose mercies never fail. That's my prayer for you this week. Amen.